Hey, welcome to The Worthiness Project. I'm your host, Valley Ann, and I'm so excited to share with you the amazing experience and knowledge that I have had over the last seven to eight years and privilege of getting to know women of all backgrounds, all walks of life, and mentoring them and encouraging them and empowering them about their self-worth. And I have decided there is so much more out there to be able to share to everyone. So my hope is that you stumbling across this platform and this podcast is that this is the dose you needed to have a better moment and have a better day and to remember that self-worth is important and you are going to leave feeling more empowered than when you came. Welcome back to another amazing episode of The Worthiness Project. I'm your host, Valley Ann, and I am so excited you are here with me today because I have a special guest, one of my very first guests of many on The Worthiness Project, and she is a dear friend of mine for over 10 years. We go way back all the way back to like a summer job from college, which is absolutely amazing and crazy at the same time. But she is someone I truly admire because she has been a life coach. She has completely transformed her life by becoming her own boss babe and recently has founded an amazing collective called the Radiant Recovery Collective. And her name is Meg McCabe, you guys. And she is going to pour into you today with her amazing knowledge and her amazing experiences and how she has become the boss babe she has, easy tips and tricks of certain things to overcome to become a more worthy woman while you are continuing to be a work in progress, which we know is something to truly celebrate. So she just gathers, collects women, rises them up, helps them on their road to recovery while allowing them to feel completely worthy and completely amazing. So when we get back, stay tuned for our amazing friendship interview of her amazing collective, the Radiant Recovery Collective, and her just vibes, her ways of helping us become more worthy. And I hope when this episode is over, you feel like you could be our friend (laughs) and you would want to be just part of our gang um, because we both are on the same mission of helping women discover their worth, have more joyous days, be more aligned and more present in the lives that we deserve to live. So we'll be right back. Woo! Yes! I'm so excited, Val. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. Oh, I've yes. been talking you and idolizing you and cheering you on from behind the scenes of my Instagram. I'm like, yeah, girl, you go. I, I love it. I feel like that's just a testament to the power of friendship because I've been cheering you on and rooting for you. And the day you reached out to me to be the first guest on your podcast, I was like, 
Yes, uh, this is a huge victory for Val. I'm so excited. She's been meant to do this. She is such a confident, amazing spirit in this world. And I'm very thankful to be on your show. So thank you for the beautiful introduction. Of course, this is why we're friends. We were always <laughs> meant to do this, right? Yeah. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about your organization that you recently founded? I know you found it started, it came across January 1st, I think was when you launched it, right? Mm -hmm, absolutely. So this has been a vision I've had for quite a while. Um, leading up to this, I've been a life coach and then certified a few years after that as an eating disorder recovery coach. And that's all very much a um, reflection of my own personal journey with my relationship with food and my relationship with my body. And over the years, as I was coaching individuals through their recoveries, I just noticed how isolating eating disorders are. Um, they're very much secretive. Uh, people feel very isolated and alone. A lot of times social anxiety comes up because food is usually very present in yeah. social situations. And so I saw this gap. Um, like the eating disorder recovery world, there is a lot of loneliness and it's very dark and serious. And if you go on Instagram or any like therapist website, it's very like heavy feeling like there's a heaviness to this subject. And it's, I mean, it is a heavy subject. It's mental health. Um, but, um, I wanted to create a community that's based on lightness and fun and connection for people with eating disorders, which is why the Radiant Recovery Collective came to be. Um, also, eating disorders are very expensive to heal. Like they're not often covered, like treatment's not often covered by insurance or there are a lot of loopholes you have to like, or hula hoops you have to jump through to get the support you need. So I wanted to create something that was kind of affordable and accessible to everyone, no matter what stage in their recovery they are in. So uh, just kind of in a nutshell, what we offer is really amazing. It's um, this private Facebook community that's extremely engaging. We, we chat every day on that platform, but also um, girls get recipes, yoga classes. We actually have a dietitian who works with us monthly for cook-alongs. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very educational even for me because I don't have a nutrition degree. She just, uh, we just worked, uh, had Mexican bowls together. Like we, as a group, we all cooked and we, she was teaching about the nutrition behind what we were eating and people are asking questions, but there's cook-alongs. We have a yoga, uh, trauma informed therapist who also does a monthly session. I do group coaching once a month. And then it's just like a bunch of other goodies, like guided meditations, inspirational audios by me. We do goal. We have a goal setting journal. So it's really fun. Like you get so much in this monthly membership program. Every month we have workshops from different professionals and influencers in the field on top of whatever I just told you. So it's great. I could go on forever about how awesome it is, but basically I'm just, um, very thankful because the main vision was to just become a place where people feel safe and feel supported by friends and motivated and inspired. And that's exactly what we've created. So 
yes. Thank you for allowing me to share about that. Well, I love it because I've literally, obviously, cause I'm your friend too, but I was clicking on it and I was like, go Meg. When I saw it come across <laughs> on your Instagram on January 1st. And then when I saw you created this group and you got, you gathered these women yourself that offered all these awesome tools and I have found that when women can go to one place and get all the tools they need, mm. like their recovery, whatever it is, whether it be eating disorder, whether it be recovery of self-worth, whether it be recovery of just perfectionism, we all need tools in one place. Yes. And when I saw that you gathered these programs and put everything in one, I was like, this is better than maybe seeing someone once a week. This is a community. These are groups of friends. And this is what women need is we need to support each other. So I was so excited and so proud. And I was like, can I join this community? <laughs> because like, you know, and I think one of the things I love is, and I know people will see this once they start following you is your humor of, you know, your, your connection with food and how sometimes it is a heavy and dark topic, but mm -hmm. you find the humor in it where, you know, sometimes when we all know we need to fix something or overcome something, there is a little bit of humor in the truth. So mm. I literally have this image of the TikTok you did with the pizza. And I'm like, <laughs> I pee myself laughing every time because it, it's like, it is just so authentic what you do. And I think that's why it's so successful and it's so welcoming. And so many people feel so comfortable being in this community because you know, you've done the work now, mm. you know, you did the work mm. because you experiences loneliness and you probably wished there was something like this around <laughs> when you were going through your process of healing. Absolutely. So I kind of wanted to talk to you a little bit about that. Not necessarily that, but more so, you know, when you have some kind of hang up about ourselves, when we have these things that seem really limiting, and then we still have this desire to do something that we want to do, you know, how would you say, because you are also certified to be a life coach, if you were to just, you know, give advice to someone or, um, just ask, like, if they were just to say, Hey, like, I don't value myself. Like, what is, what is the first step to, to kind of like getting there, you know, because yeah. I have found in my business, a lot of women don't feel valued enough to either earn the income they want to earn, to have the relationship they want to have with themselves or with others. So if someone were just to come to you, what would you say, small little tools or pieces of advice you would just give to someone? Wow. This is like, you're asking this question and I was flooded with five or six different ideas while you were. You want to hear them all. <laughs> so it's so exciting. I don't even know where to start. Um, so we're talking about value and like learning to find your own value. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think value immediately what comes to mind is suspending judgment of yourself. So it's like, we're all so tough on ourselves. We have this harsh inner critic and that's what really holds us back. Our inner voice is so mean and critical mm -hmm. and comparing, you know, like, there was a, I'm an identical twin, as you know. So my whole life I was constantly compared and that was a blessing and a curse. Um, but as a, an adult, I recognized how detrimental constantly being compared is. So for some reason, I just decided that's not for me. I'm going to stop comparing myself to others. And 
that's where I really get my confidence. Cause whenever I notice myself comparing myself to someone else, that's where immediately my value starts to go away. Cause it always highlights the holes and the gaps in your life where really, if you're focused on you and like contextualizing your own experience, you recognize how powerful you are. And I think that's something um, we need to see as individuals is like have compassion for the place we're in recognize that we have our own unique value when we focus on our own power instead of constantly comparing ourselves to someone else I'm literally writing that down (laughs) compassion for the place we're in because I'm obsessed with that yeah yes (laughs) thank you yeah I I was talking to a client about this the other day and that is that um she has very harsh inner critic and she feels like she should be in a different place in her life. And like, especially in her recovery, she's like, why aren't I recovering fast enough? Why isn't this happening? Like, and then also in the world, like she's focused on her mental health and she has all this pressure to be like some global activist right now. Cause we all are like sensitive souls and want to help. And I was like, girl, like, we know you have that in you. We know you have that global activist side, but also you have to add context to the place you're in. Like you're recovering from an eating disorder. That's probably the hardest thing you're ever going to do. Do not diminish the fact that you have this um, task in front of you right now. And it's a mountain and don't minimize it and act like what you're going through isn't um, valid or successful enough. Like, yeah, no one's going to give you a diploma and say, congratulations, you recovered from an eating disorder. Now go get a raise. But like you are raising your life up by Mm -hmm. going through this. So contextualizing your experience is really important. I actually love that you said that because I think as women in general, because this is kind of where my focus is, is that we always are our worst inner critic mm-hmm. and we sometimes just feel like because we naturally want to nurture other people so if we are naturally going through a hard time we want to fix it in a week we want to <laughs> fix it in a month right mm-hmm. or um and I know I'm guilty of this too and I talk about this very candidly in my community and on my podcast that I'm like just one step ahead of everybody else mm-hmm. but I don't know if you agree with this, but I think once we become aware of what is kind of holding us back and we can at least acknowledge that, like, so if your client can acknowledge like, okay, today's my mountain day. (laughs) So it's going to be a slow process. You can start to become more forgiving because when there's awareness, you can then be a work in progress. And I think um, there's value in that. There's value in being a work in progress. Absolutely. I completely agree. It's like being able to verbalize and name what you're experiencing. Like I'm experiencing anxiety today. So maybe I'm not going to achieve everything on my to-do list. Maybe I need to be gentle with myself and take rest, like a little bit of rest and self-care today and replenish myself so that when I'm in a good place, I can do everything I've set out to do. Um, So I completely agree with what you're saying, Val. As women, we also get faced with doubt a lot. Mm -hmm. So, So when you or 
in your expertise or your field when someone is just coming to you and they feel really excited or really passionate about something and then you know someone in their family or someone in their close circle just kind of gives their opinion so now they doubt themselves what is you think just a tool that has worked for you because when you're an entrepreneur it can be a very lonely world at times right mm-hmm. um so what is something you found that has really helped you power through the doubt the doubt that you have for yourself the doubt you, you sometimes hear from people that you care the most about but maybe have just different outlooks on life doesn't mean mm-hmm. bad or worse um so what would you say about that wow well doubt is huge and the thing that you have to keep in mind is that persistence is the key. So whether or not you're doubting yourself, if you really want this, you have to keep going no matter what you have to keep going. But, um, as far as doubt is concerned, what I do whenever I have doubt is remind myself how much I've learned in the process. Cause usually doubt shows up when you've done something wrong or someone's pointed out like a flaw or a mistake you've made. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I suck at this. So what I always do is remind myself of how much I've learned in the process and look for proof that I am powerful and that I am on a journey of success. And back when I started life coaching six years ago, I wasn't doing recovery coaching. I just started life coaching. I moved to New York city. I was right out of college. So I had no concept of like how to pay my own bills. Like it was like, really like probably not the smartest move to New York, move to New York and try to start a business at the same time. And I got smacked in the face. Like I worked for about a year doing coaching, but I was also just burning through savings. Yeah. And I had some clients who loved me, but I wasn't charging that much. And like income wise, it wasn't sustainable. So I actually had to fold that business and tuck my tail between my legs and go back to a nine to five job. And I was there for, I had another nine to five job for another three and a half years. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? While I was building up my business on the side. So as you could see from that experience, when I went, when I thought about launching my business full-time again, I had so much doubt. I was like, oh my God, like five years ago, I got myself into a financial hole. I had no idea how to set up a business. I, you know, am I just self-destructive? Like, am I going to keep cycling through this pattern of like getting my hopes up and then crashing and burning? That wasn't even the first time I felt like a failure. Like, I feel like it was a cycle in my life. And what had me overcome that doubt was like, okay, it's been five years. How specifically have I changed? And I was like, okay, I've been studying how to build a business for five years. I've been consuming information about how to do this. I've hired a business coach. I have um, clients. I know how to ask for my worth when it comes to income and things that I didn't know before, you know? So the doubt, the doubt was dissolved away when I remembered where my power was and everything, how I had changed. And I love that because I think a lot of times we forget how much we've actually accomplished or as women, how many times we've gotten through really hard times and we're, we've come out on the other end, either stronger, smarter, or maybe we just survived either Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. But I think the most important piece is 
is looking at the evidence that we've done things because mm -hmm. then when we have the evidence, we can turn off that subconscious doubt that really just comes from our survival brain. At the end mm -hmm. of the day, our brain is 2000 years old. So it doesn't know if we're getting chased by a tiger or if like yeah. our tax bill is too high. Okay. <laughs> we're going to have the same fight or flight mode. So when we can logically be like, okay, last month I was a badass because of X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And that's why I can do this. So I'm so glad you talked about having evidence because that's what you reverted to. And I think mm -hmm. that's what we need to just remember is Whenever we have this kind of doubt, where was that time we accomplished something? Mm -hmm. and, and when we accomplished it, what were we doing right? Yes. So that's just proof that we can keep doing those things right rather than wrong. Yeah. And obviously, look at what it did. You were able to get women together from all over the world mm -hmm. on your social media platform. And you now have this amazing global community. And that's just because you were like, well, somewhere down the road, I was bold enough to move to New York. And I didn't know. And even <laughs> that was a, you look at it as maybe a mistake, but it wasn't because it was still a piece of evidence of you being courageous because it's clearly something you're still passionate about. So before we wrap up, I just have one other question, not question, but just something that I think is so beneficial based on like your passion that I think everyone can value from mm -hmm. is um, when we come to a quick little, you talk a lot about getting your power back. So when mm -hmm. you lose your power, say mm -hmm. before you have to coach someone or just in your day-to-day -day life, because I think everyone, no matter what level we are, we all lose our power at some point. Mm -hmm. What is some piece of advice or something quick? Like we all have a little, we all Ooh. have little tools, right? We all have like our little yes. tool, our tool belt, yes. but what is like a tool? You're just like, okay, I'm going to get my power back because I'm recognizing I'm losing it right now. I'm losing it to mm -hmm. doubt. I'm losing it to, you know, feeling um, anxious about something. I'm being overwhelmed. These are all things we lose our power to. Mm -hmm. So how do you get that power back when you have to do it basically quickly? Oh my gosh. A few things come to mind. First one is setting boundaries. Whenever I feel like I've lost power, often it's because I haven't set clear boundaries with what I'm doing, like clear boundaries with people, clear boundaries with my time clear boundaries with my energy. So setting boundaries, like if something's draining you, a really quick way to get your power back is to set a boundary around it and communicate that if it's with a person or a group of people or whatever. So setting boundaries is huge. And that's a life lesson that I think a lot of women who are very nurturing tend to like learn the hard way. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that's one. Another one, getting my power back has been, um, self-care, you know, as a mental health professional, I couldn't, uh, speak more highly about self-care. Self-care is basically plugging your own battery in and allowing it to charge as much as you need. So I get really woo-woo, woo-woo quotes about my self-care. And usually my self-care has a lot to do with spirituality. So either meditation or pulling Oracle cards, or, um, I actually call these, um, <laughs> call them like spiritual showers because the okay, water, yes. water raises your vibration. It has a, a vibrational, like higher vibrational energy. So apparently you can absorb spiritual messages more quickly in the shower or in water, which I didn't know. 
So I will, yeah. It makes sense, Mm -hmm. but I never knew that, but now it makes sense Mm -hmm. why certain things happen in the shower all the time. Yeah. That's why you have these like dawning of like aha moments in the shower because you're in a higher vibrational environment. So I will actually light candles and put on vibrational music on YouTube and um, I'll do shower bombs. So it's aromatherapy. And that feels like I am just reborn every single time. And that gives me my power back because I feel like I've, it feels like a womb. It's so relaxing and comfortable. It's like a I'm reborn every time I do that. So self-care is another big piece. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And I think those two things, boundaries and self-care are like two of the things we just never do. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, and the way you talked about it just makes it seem so simple. Something, you know, self-care can be sitting in your car quietly before you step into your chaotic house and mm-hmm. listening to a song from, you know, from when you were 16 that lights you up and then it just gets you on a higher vibe. So I think the best thing about self-care is that not overthinking what it needs to be. It doesn't always need mm-hmm. to be a spa day. It doesn't always need to be, you know, a 60 minute massage. It literally is five minutes of like journaling in your phone or 10 minutes of like wrapping out to like your 16 year old inner child self that needs to get back on a vibe. So, um, I love those two tips because they are things that I love to talk about and I still implement. Now I don't say, I don't think I'm a master at self-care or a master at creating boundaries yet, but if someone is in the process of, and say, um, gets like stuck, right? Is there something that you can just like, what if I'm like in a situation, right? Where all of a sudden I'm having a relapse, which I'm sure, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you could be familiar with, but like, I'm in a situation where I'm in a group setting. So I can't like whip out my shower bomb or I can't <laughs> whip out, you know, my boundary. Yeah. Is there something that I can do like just to myself that helps me quickly recenter so my relapse or trigger rather, whichever it is, yeah. doesn't necessarily ruin the day, ruin the night, ruin the yeah. Week. Well, there are a few things you can do like in a group setting. Very interesting scenario here. Um, first of all, when it comes to setting boundaries, I really believe you don't owe anyone an explanation. So if you have to quietly excuse yourself for 10 minutes or leave, you can, you don't have to explain to anyone why, and that's a boundary. Like if you're triggered and you need, and you know how to take care of yourself and it requires you leaving, go for it. That's, that's good. I tell everyone before I do my group calls, if you feel triggered, just send me a quick DM and I will, and I trust you can take care of yourself for the remainder of the session. I'll reach out to you after, you know? Um, so that's one, but also I do think if you have a pen and paper in front of you and you're feeling a wave of emotions, I know what I'll do in a group setting is write down how I'm feeling. So even if someone's talking, I'll write, I am angry. Like just yeah, to like explore the note section of your phone or whatever it is, just getting yeah, it out. Getting it out. Yes. Um also taking some like deep breaths, connecting to your breath. So you're more anchored to the present could be really helpful in 
doing self-care and and then again also engaging in powerful self-talk so if you feel that negative voice coming in saying to yourself you know this is a sign that i'm experiencing stress or anxiety i'm aware that in these moments i need to breathe or you know just self-coaching yourself out of whatever that emotion is like naming the emotion and allowing yourself to feel it, but also being gentle and kind with yourself. Um, so that's something. Or communicating. I have-, I have one more thing. In that moment, if you're also like triggered by a group setting, mm-hmm. you can verbalize it. You could verbalize it. You could say to you could say, you know, what just happened triggered me. I'm having a hard time right now processing what is going on. And some, you know, at that moment, you don't know how people are going to react, but at least you've expressed yourself and then you can, you know, hopefully people around you will say, you know, recognize that they were crossing a boundary. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yes. All four of these I love, and I, I talk a lot about them, but it's just so refreshing to hear a different point of view, you know, and how you would also handle it in like a group setting, you know, because I think a lot of times this stuff happens when we're in a, a place where we can't always like, you know, it happen it cut, catches off, off us off guard. So when we can recognize it and be aware of it and identify the feeling as a feeling and not a fact then it starts to have less power over us over time. Yes. And that goes down to being like, well, I'm worthy enough to not feel this way anymore. I'm worthy enough to not have to create these boundaries or even communicate it, which is bold for a lot of people to do. So yeah. So grateful that we were able to connect today. And I'm so honored that you were able to share some of your amazing insight, your passion of your organization that you have founded and all the tips that you would just give anyone who's just like, I just need a little bit of help getting there. And everything you mentioned today is I feel something we all can do in any kind of setting. Mm -hmm. So I'm so grateful, Meg, that we're not only friends now, I mean, obviously always friends, but you know, able to keep empowering each other and women that we continue to meet and grow with together. Well, Val, it's been such a pleasure. I mean, for those of you who don't know, Val and I have been friends for probably like 15 years now. It's been a long long time. time. We have a lot of dirt on each other. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's so true. Yes, we have. We do have a lot of dirt on each other and we've grown up together basically. And the cool thing is that now we are transitioning. Like we have that really sacred friendship, but now we can move into this um, kind of entrepreneurial sisterhood kind of a thing where we help each other grow and um, help each other's audiences learn. So I really appreciate the fact that you had me on your show today. It's a true honor. I think I literally had the idea in the shower when I was like, I need Meg to be my first guest on the worthiness project. And that is how the universe works and you never can deny it, right? That's just proof right there. You can never deny it. So I'm so grateful. I love you so much. I love you too. (laughs) 
I'm going to hop on, I think, one of your cooking classes or something next month when you guys have one of these group settings, because I want to learn all about the food and the nutrition and be in a community like this. It's Honestly, fun. you're welcome to join anyone here who could benefit from mental health support would love this group. It's, it's focused on eating disorder recovery, but because we aren't treatment, we don't yeah. get into the nitty gritty. It's more about the community and the support and having a common mission. But if you want some personal development, if you want some community, we'll welcome you. You know, if you're just stuck in yo-yo dieting or whatever disordered patterns, we'll welcome you. It's really just a me a wonderful place to be. Oh my gosh, you guys. I mean, wasn't that just such a great conversation? I hope you felt like you were part of our Zoom chat, which is what we recorded on, and we were sharing coffee. It was kind of like we were just having a chat like we normally would. So I really hope that when you were listening, you felt that vibe. You felt like, man, this is the type of community that I want to be a part of. These are the type of women I want to surround myself with. And the coolest thing is, is you can do that virtually. You can do that by connecting with us on Instagram. You can do that by finding us on Facebook. You can do that by just sending us a message or just simply listening to the podcast and feeling like you are having coffee with us. Okay. So I hope after today's episode, you one, feel like, wow, there's so many different avenues, but there's so many different ways um, and opportunities to gain my worthiness throughout the day. There's so many ways that I can continue to be a work in progress. And there's so many strategies that I can implement and learn every single day. And that is truly what I hope to bring to you. I hope that when you tune into the worthiness project, you feel more uplifted than when you hit play. You feel like you have the power to control those circumstances that I continue to talk about that naturally happen to everyone, but instead of being unconscious to them and instead of letting them rule your emotions and dictate your life, you now have the awareness and you now can hopefully go into your brain or go into your memory and say, oh my gosh, I remember hearing about this. Oh my gosh, I'm not alone. Oh my gosh, I can create a boundary. I can walk away. I can take a deep breath. I can go do a cleansing shower. You know, I can surround myself with these communities. So please share, follow, send me a DM, you guys. Find my community on Facebook and stay connected because I don't want anyone here to be a stranger. I want to gather and collect as many people as we can to become worthiness project warriors <laughs> and always being proud to be a work in progress and to spread this kind of confidence and to spread this kind of compassion if you will to anyone that we know because we never know what anyone is going through so when we can uplift people and have them feel better after leaving our presence we have truly done something amazing in our day so until next time you guys don't be afraid to let me know what you think about the episodes and don't be afraid to send me a message. And I'm so excited to connect with you again soon on The Worthiness Project. Bye for now.